0: Hello, welcome to the very first episode of the Sideline Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Ramos, and I am joined by a close friend of mine. Unfortunately, he is also family, Juan Blancarte.
1: Uh, uh, What's up? What's up? Um, Yeah, uh, it's pretty much the first episode of our podcast. I just want to say that it took Luis about three times to get this intro going. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was a little rough getting here, but we would like to thank everyone who pushed us this far. Uh, But anyways, a little bit more about the podcast. Uh, Just to introduce ourselves, we're football fans like so many people out there, and it's something that we enjoy talking about. Unfortunately, you know, as we got a little older, it's not something we get to talk about as much. So we thought the podcast would be a good way to start talking about that. But um, anyways, uh, I'm a fellow, I'm a Broncos fan. Uh, Luis, if you want to disappoint the people and tell them uh, your fandom, your team, who you're rolling with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so like Quan said... uh... We're just here to talk about football, and as much as uh, this is this is what I like about about uh talking about football. The is the rivalry. Just the tell Raiders them. Fan. Just tell
1: them. Just tell them. They're ready. All right.
0: All right. All right. All right. I am Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders fan. Yes. I Have been since two thousand two. Very first game I saw was a Super Bowl. When they got their butt speeds. The There's Bron- no need to ears.
1: embarrass yourself. There's no need. We can. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways. So to this day. Yeah, to this day. Uh, myself, I became a Broncos fan. on bandwagon from 98, uh, 99. I had family friends who were wearing Broncos colors, and I thought they were cool colors. So I'm like, oh, let me check this team out. And I jumped on the bandwagon, I guess, because they won back-to-back Super Bowls, even though I was completely unaware. Uh, was it but- really back-to-back? Yeah, they uh they beat the the Packers when they were like big time underdogs when they had Brett Favre, and then they beat the Falcons the following year, which was kind of a low key win because I don't hear too much from that game. But yeah, it was back to back John Elway riding off into the sunset, back to back
0: Super I know Bowl. It was back to back. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, you, you probably wouldn't know anything about that. Back to back
0: wins, but um. <laughs> anyways,
1: before I uh, just wanted to break down a little bit more of the podcast. Um, we're gonna be covering like trending news. Of course, right now season has started. We're barely going getting going with uh. Training camps in preseason, but we expect to break down uh, news, possibly games. Um, like I said, we're not super analysts, but we're fans of the game, so hopefully there can be something you guys can take away from this. And then we're also gonna mess around with some uh, different segments today for you. We have lined up the five games we're looking forward to the most this season. Um, I got six picked out, Luis. I don't know how many. Did you pick out the five or because I wasn't able yeah. to narrow I would narrow it down?
0: Yeah, I just. I mean, I was having a hard time narrowing it down, but I picked out the five. I I had in mind, too. I mean, I knew I should have picked backup games just in case you picked some of them. I did not do that, so I have five. I just picked up the five.
1: Well, yeah, I just couldn't pick. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I overthought it, but uh, anyways, you want to get started on the news?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, we'll just go ahead and straight to the news. Uh, like we said, this is our first podcast. Things might be rough, so some of these news headlines might be a little... Yeah, we're recording this. Old.
1: We're recording this August tenth. So hopefully we can become more consistent with this, and we won't fall so far behind. Um, for all four people that are listening. So, uh,
0: yeah. So, all right. So one of the first things I want to talk about is, uh, you know, out there the receivers in Denver, Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Cortland. I might. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I know I'm gonna mispronounce his name. It's uh, it's Cortland S- S- Sutton. Um,
1: Cortland yeah, li- Sutton. Yeah, I'm a little more familiar with the situation. Um, So, I don't know what happened between uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cornelius Sun. Well, I do know what happened, but like the root of the issue, supposedly they started throwing haymakers. There's a video out there of them going at it where they just started throwing haymakers. Neither of them had their helmet on and it just looked really, really, really bad. Uh, But uh, like I said, I am a Broncos fan, so I do consume a lot of Broncos media. And according to Zach Stevens over at BSM Broncos, he had the chance to interview... Emmanuel Sanders, a few months back, and this was when Cortland's son had also been interviewed, and he said he was ready to be wide receiver one. Now, of course, Emmanuel had just torn his uh his Achilles, so he was still on the mend. And Cortland's son said, you know, you know I'm ready to step up, be wide receiver one. And uh, my boy Zach over at the BSM Broncos podcast asked uh, Emmanuel where he saw himself in the offense. And Emmanuel gave him like this look and said, like, what do you think I'm going to be? So, I don't know if at that point he had read into what Cortland Sutton said about being the number one receiver. I mean, they went to the same college, obviously playing... And then the weirdest thing, which is to take note that even Joe Flacco admitted this, is that it's super rare for positional players within the same position to fight each other. Which, I mean, makes sense to me. You know, a lot of times when you hear these fights, it's like the corner against a receiver or a, yeah. a, a lineman, you know, D-lineman, O-lineman getting after it. But... um Later on that day, I think the day after Emmanuel Sanders and and they were with the media and they said that they were family at the end of the day and family get into fight, but get into fights. But I'm not too sure, man. It's, it is kind of weird to see you know two positional players in the same group going at it.
0: Um, yeah, because I mean ultimately, like they're out there fighting for the job. But I think, I think uh, I know, the way I see, it, I think ego got to both of them. You know, Emmanuel Sanders obviously is like, well, I've been here longer, I'm the number one, and then well, like you said, he. Messed, he got that injury last season, and then uh, Sutton's up here saying, Oh, well, I'm the new number one now, and you're old, so
1: yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't say that. I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if he said that, but I, I do know I think it was quoted that when uh, they were breaking the fight apart, that Emmanuel Sanders was saying something along the lines like, You haven't earned shit, you haven't done shit here. Um, So don't talk, you know, something along those lines. And I had also been reading how Sanders was kind of, uh, you know, getting on the rookies a little bit. The offense wasn't clicking and he was calling them out, which I mean, he has every right to do. I look at the Broncos and I think he's one of the main leaders and Joe Flacco, maybe everyone else is kind of young. Vaughn's always been kind of a silent leader, you know, Uh, but uh, yeah, they said to squish the beef, but I still think it's something to uh, look. Well, obviously, I'm not looking forward to it, but hopefully they were able to squash (laughs) the beef and uh yeah man uh just more on that i don't know because later on we're going to talk a little bit about uh your boy antonio brown but i don't know what it is about the wide receiver position that just you know like brings out like these personalities who are so like alpha and i, I don't know i just think it's interesting yeah, yeah it's weird but i
0: think i think i think there is i think that's that's something that's always been part of the receiver position going back to like to and you know chad johnson and other great receivers like that. yeah they like are. that but uh well, I guess we'll talk more about that once we get to the whole Antonio Brown situation. All right. What else you got for us? You know, some other interesting news. And, you know, this is can't say this is even news because it's been out there for a while. But uh, Zeke holding out until he gets his new deal. You hate um, to
1: see it. You hate to see it.
0: Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, would do you think? Uh, you think it's just better just to trade him as valuable as he's been to the Cowboys? You know we've (sighs) seen a lot of superstars. You know, not necessarily only in the NFL, but you know, if you look into the NBA, where these superstars that don't want to be with that team, they force these trades. You know, to where they they want to play, and you know it's a win. And the way I see it, I think it's a win-win on both sides. Like, you know, Antonio Brown, you know, forcing his way out of Pittsburgh to the Raiders. Raiders get a star receiver, and Pittsburgh. Some might say he got they lot. They took an L there, but. They got picks in return or the same when the NBA with uh, the Lakers and uh, for the Anthony Davis trade, you know, where they give up a lot of assets for that one player. I mean, the think-
1: the, the craziest thing to me is, though, that he's, at, you know, he's, he's like threatening that he's going to hold out 2019 if he doesn't get his new contract, but he's still under contract for two more years. Yeah, it's, so it's not it's like, like it's not like it's a contract year. It's you know like dude, you still got two more years on your contract. Um I looked at his numbers, he's making almost four million this year. Well, that's what he's set to make if they um, if they don't give him a raise. And mm-hmm. next year he's at nine million. Um from what I could gather, he wants something between Le'Veon Bell's deal and Todd Gurley's deal, which is around 13 and a half to fourteen and a half per year. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy timing. I mean, two years still to go. I mean, how much leverage do you really have in that position? I know he's been like a great player for them. He's been the best running back, you know, arguably next to Todd Gurley. Uh, But I just don't know if he's in the right place. And then also the Cowboys are kind of in a tough spot. They're in a unique position where they're going to have to pay a star receiver, uh, a quarterback, even whether he's star or not is arguable. But that's a premium position that gets paid really well. And then, well, you have Zeke now, who's demanding money two years ahead. I mean, I could understand if it was next year, but I just and then Jerry also. I don't know if you saw this. Jerry Jones also came out and mentioned how the years the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, um, they didn't they didn't have any star running backs. I mean, I think he's. I mean, I think they had Emmitt Smith. I'm pretty sure.
0: But yeah, uh, think, yeah, yeah right. He yeah, was part of that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, it was uh, a Emmitt Smith and Urban. Yeah,
1: so I don't know exactly what he was referring to. I don't know if I read it out of context, but I just thought that was pretty funny. But. I don't, I don't know I, I like i said i just don't think he has enough leverage and i'm also on that boat where i just don't think running backs are as valuable i don't know how you feel about that yeah i
0: don't no i don't think they're as valuable anymore because i was i was gonna say like if i were the cowboys and Ziggs trying to hold out you know i would just do what john Good did with mac you know trade them get, you know, get what you can get what you can you need get some i mean i'm pretty sure there's some teams out there that might give up, a, you know, two first or a first and a second. Yeah, you never know. And then they already have Alfred Morris sign. He's not a bad a back. He's been out on the league for a while. I'm trying to think
1: of, like, I know there's a few teams that would want a running back that are definitely contenders. But uh, I'm just wondering, like, how crazy it would be. I don't know if they have the the, the assets. I'm sure, I know they have the cap. I don't know if they have the assets to get this done. But just to see Zeke with the Colts. Yeah, I that's think that yeah, the Colts that would be a really interesting pairing with Andrew Luck, but uh, yeah, and then also looking back, man, like a lot of the past Super Bowl winners contenders, like their running backs haven't been super flashy. I know Todd Gurley, you know, this last year obviously they lost the Super Bowl and um, he just didn't look like Todd Gurley, so yeah. that contract's probably going to start looking bad depending on how he performs this year. But uh, if you look at the at the Patriots running back by committee. Uh, they did have their first-rounder, Sonny Michelle, but he wasn't exactly like a superstar
0: player. Yeah, he wasn't like, yeah, that's like cool.
1: Yeah, and then same thing with the, the Eagles. The Eagles was Super Bowl, uh, sorry, running back by committee. Uh, they had Jay who's no longer with him. You know, he, it's not like he was some superstar player. Uh, you can even go back farther than that. Uh, when the Broncos won C.J. Anderson, undrafted. You know, undrafted running back. Um, He was very pivotal in that victory. So, I mean, it just goes on like, you know, like a superstar running back's great, but I think i much rather have a solid quarterback. I don't want to go out there and defend Dak because I'm not the biggest fan, but I think I would rather have the pairing of Dak and um, Amari Cooper and then possibly fill in running back, you know, with some somebody else you know I'm yeah then it,
0: with that one not the cowboys have you could plug in a new running back and they'll do just fine
1: yeah yeah i mean that i agree with that too like i'm not i'm not discounting zeke because zeke's a great player you know obviously he's going to be an upgrade almost over almost every running back but i just don't think he's worth what he's asking for especially when you still have to pay uh dak and then you're gonna have to pay amari and then you know looking on further down the line they just paid demarcus lawrence they're yeah. gonna have to pay Leighton Vanderich and also Jalen Smith. So yeah, that's all I have to say for Zeke. I don't know if you have anything else to add.
0: No, I mean I have a lot on my mind, but uh, I mean, not nothing worth mentioning about it. So we'll move on. Not a huge fan of Zeke, anyways. <laughs> uh,
1: we love you, Zeke. Come on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, we would love to have you as a guest. I'll take I'll take back what I said. All right, Tom Brady. Mr. Tom Brady signed an extension with the Patriots. I think it's a two-year extension, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021?
1: Yeah, so the weird thing is it's a two-year, $70 million contract extension. He's going to, instead of getting $15 million this year, he's going to get $23 million. But what I thought was interesting was I think if I read this correctly, the, like the two years become automatically void after the season. So he's essentially going to be a free agent after the season.
0: That's it. Oh, so so he gets 23 this year?
1: Yeah, he's getting twenty three million this year, if I read this correctly, and then the, the two years like it, the contract becomes void, so he's essentially a free agent. Um, I don't know how that's working out. It's like almost like a fake extension. I'm not too sure. Like I said, I'm not well versed with this stuff. But if I, I'm pretty sure I read it correctly, where it says that uh, it's gonna become voided after this season. He's gonna be a free agent. He's gonna be able to negotiate a new contract.
0: Huh? What do you think about that?
1: I um I mean I think it's I mean we know how Bill Belichick is I I think uh, how do you think the relationship between Tom Brady
0: and Bill Belichick is? Uh, I think it's I mean it's gotta be working. They've been together since what two thousand one two thousand.
1: Yeah, they, they. I mean, not so much as that, but you know, this type of contract where you know it's like, all right, we're all waiting for Tom Brady to fall off. You know, he hasn't fallen off obviously you either it's almost looking like they're doing a year by year just to see like all right are you still good okay we're gonna re-up are you still good we're gonna re-up you know what i'm saying like yeah. and i'm pretty sure bill belichick at some point still wanted jimmy g and then well we all know what happened there they got rid of him and then i don't mm-hmm. know i think uh, i think there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna come out after tom brady retires or there's gonna be because i also saw that he put up a home for sale uh so i don't know i'm not too like
0: but I, 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 say, I, I thought it was an interesting uh yeah, extension i mean the way i said i was like oh you know they're paying them they're paying them again for uh, winning the super bowl and the success he's had these past couple years. Yeah, they're giving him
1: the Kobe Bryant treatment. You know, like just yeah, you know, here's your money for all you've done. Cause uh, he's never been the highest paid guy in the league. He's never, I don't even think he's ever been the no, highest paid quarterback.
0: No, he's always taking pay cuts too. Yeah. just to assign more players.
1: I mean, that's what happens when you marry rich. But uh, you know, it's like uh, at this point, honestly, I mean, as a Broncos fan, you know, uh, the, I've seen the Broncos play Tom Brady plenty of times. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. But just what he's been doing, what the Patriots have been doing, uh, I mean, it's like I know it's like. I'm gonna it's gonna hurt to say this, but it's almost like I'm cheering for him at this point just to see how many Super Bowls he can win because it's getting absolutely ridiculous.
0: Oh yeah, it's like with age he's just getting better.
1: Yeah, so and then also I have this eerie feeling that I'm I'm scared because I think if I saw correctly, Jared Stidham was a quarterback that the Patriots drafted recently in this past draft. And I think he had a really good preseason game. I know it's just preseason, but he still looked good from what I read. And it just has me feeling like we're going to be in this dark, dark place in three years when Tom Brady's finally gone. And like the Patriots are still going to go 10 and six and they're going to get into the (laughs) playoffs. And, you know, the Stidham's kid going to get experience. And it's like we're all going to be stuck in a nightmare again. That's that's how I I have an eerie feeling that that's what's going to end up happening. Uh,
0: The sense I just got to think about how much more longer is Bill Belichick really going to coach?
1: How old is he? How old is Bill Belichick? Uh,
0: I think um, let me look this
1: up real quick. He, he, I don't think he, because I know Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the league, and Pete Carroll still looks pretty good for you. I
0: think Bocic's like 60 something.
1: He's 67. I mean, 67. I mean, he's still, well, I'm not going to say he still looks excited to be coaching because he's never looked excited, but, uh,
0: you know. He's fairly, he's, I think he's in the average age of coaching, so he still might have more years in him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Vic Fangio got his first coaching job just right now for the Broncos, head coaching job, sorry, and he's 60 years old. Damn, Vic looks older than Bill Belichick, though, but uh, (laughs) yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say. I mean, Tom Brady at this point, I think we're all used to it. We can just accept it. Uh, You know, there was like two or three years ago where we're like, oh, yeah, he's done. He's going to retire. Or the one year he tore his uh, ACL when Matt Castle came in, we're like, oh, yeah, he's done. He's not going to come back the same. And he just keeps coming back. So, I mean, you know, whatever money they give him, he's earned it. So that's all I can say about Tom Brady
0: right and our last topic for nfl news is Oh this i don't know is it uh, is it hard is it
1: hard for you to say
0: i have mixed feelings you know part of me is just like eh And the other, of me, the other part of me is kind of worried a bit but antonio brown and you know
1: let's let's i i i want to say something like honestly if you're not worried of the shit show that's coming i'm surprised because i would be like legit worried like first of all you know we already know how antonio brown has been in the past you know he's complained he like threw uh, a smith schuster under the bus he wanted out you know he's you know he's a diva you know a lot of wide receivers. but um then so the biggest point is like first off you know he has the extreme frostbite on his feet from not wearing the proper footing for the cryotherapy machine which i mean Mm -hmm you know, that's like one of those super weird sports injuries that you hear about first world problems. Yeah. Yeah, And then, you know, and then he's gone radio silent on the Raiders, you know, which we've seen him do before. So he hasn't communicated with anyone and no one has any idea when he's going to come back. And then now he's threatening to retire from football. If he doesn't get to wear his old helmet.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not very interesting. You know, I, I don't want to be biased here because I feel like, you know. Well,
1: no, I think it's okay to be a little bit biased. I mean, you're a fan. You're going to have your own thoughts. Obviously, you're going to hope that everything turns out for the best. But what what are your thoughts on
0: it? No, I mean, I yeah, like like you said, I do hope for everything that turns out for the best. And I just feel like there's just throwing shade at him, you know, because I mean, it's Antonio Brown has been missing. So now everyone's out there looking for any little thing to throw out there and be like, oh, you know. He hasn't shown up, but it's because of his helmet. I was like, oh, is it really, though? Like, we, we all these reports will always come out, especially with Oakland. Oakland's easy to pick on because it's the Raiders and Mark Davis and John Gooden. But the whole, yeah, I know I know he posted his feet on social media. That is disgusting.
1: Yeah, I, did, I had no know? idea. I thought that was like, oh, man, like, you know, you hear about, like, wide receivers and NBA players, like, they have nasty feet. That's what I thought it was, but yeah it was just on another level i mean to to like counter your point about them you know just is it really true i mean it's just like it's just crazy enough like you know to be true mm-hmm. yeah 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 and then i think they also said the reason like he can't wear his old helmet for anybody who hasn't read up on this is because the league revised them and they didn't pass uh you know the qualifications or requirements you know to protect uh players sa- for player safety pretty much and yeah. I think there was well over 30 players that uh, were still wearing that helmet and they had a one year grace period to move on to the new helmets and among them were Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and I think what I read if you follow Mike Silver I don't know if you saw uh, Mike Silver over on Twitter um, yeah, I saw it. I about it. the saga about how you know um he he brought up the fact that he's like no i don't need to wear this helmet you know and then he was like uh aaron Rodgers and tom brady aren't wearing it so i'm not wearing it and then uh, raiders personnel found a picture of aaron Rodgers wearing the new helmets sent it over to him antonio brown showed up the next day took the new helmet without you know making the scene of it and just like nothing happened and then i don't know what it went on he went home or someone talked him up and then that he started kind of complaining about it again and brought his old helmet from his time with the Steelers, I'm assuming, and painted over it with Raiders
0: colors. Is is that what you read? Yeah, that's exactly what I read. It sounds out too I mean, he's if it's all true, then he's he's going way out of his. Yeah, like too it's much like, time out of it. Too it's much like, time to.
1: It's like it's 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 like uh you know, it's a CTE. Is there something else here? Which also drives me to uh, another you know little talking point that we're gonna talk about. Um the Raiders, of course, are on hard knocks. I know you saw the episode, I recently watched it. You know, Antonio Brown looked like such a regular guy, you know, he's just a family man. He was out there training, he looked a bit iffy, and then they showed like a little montage of him going up against a corner, and he looked like Antonio Brown, you know, he was breaking away. He still had the same speed, crisp route running. So it's like I'm not sure what's going on here. Like you know, it's it's very weird.
0: Yeah, it 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 it, yeah, it's all really weird. And it's like, I mean, obviously he's not going to retire. He's going to come back because it's. I doubt that he'll walk away from. Do you you think do
1: Do you think he's happy to be in Oakland though?
0: I, I'm pretty sure. They might I mean it's hard to explain. I mean it's too I mean it's too soon to tell. It seems like him I and mean, he's always with Derek Carr. From what I mean, from what I've heard and from what I've seen is that, you know, Antonio Brown and Derek Carr are always together. Yeah. You know, Derek Carr and uh Antonio Brown's always uh I think Derek Carr had like a birthday party for one of his kids and and Antonio Brown was out there at the birthday party and yeah, and you know, the, the kids Antonio Brown's thing,
1: kids. Yeah. Where's like, where's Roethlisberger? And
0: oh, well, that was at the. I mean, that's, that was. At I'm the pretty sure the,
1: you know those damn kids were at the party looking for him too. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know something else I noticed is John Gruden when he was talking about Antonio Brown. You know, he was also you could tell he was a little peeved. You know, like um, he was like, oh yeah, number eighty four. You might have heard of him. Antonio Brown is like, it might be nice to have him up here. You know, like, uh, so I, I feel like he's getting a little frustrated with the situation, and then mm-hmm. also. I don't know why it took me so long just to realize, like, the amount of personalities that are on the Raiders after watching Hard Knocks. I mean, Richie Incognito, who, of course, we all know has had his troubles uh, threatening to decapitate his dad's body. And then, uh, you know, the Jonathan Martin saga. So not exactly like a super great guy. And then Vontez Burfict, the, you know, linebacker who's had a bunch of penalties and paid all kinds of fines. Antonio Brown, of course, has been kind of a diva. And then the newest Raider superstar that we all love, that I know you love. <laughs> uh the you know rookie safety oh i hope you didn't hear that uh safety jonathan abrams that the raiders drafted who uh i don't know if anybody out there's watched hard knocks he's like he can either you're either gonna like him or he's just gonna be the most annoying guy that you've probably ever seen in hard knocks
0: yeah he's a he's gonna be a handful and uh yeah that's a thing that the, this team is full of like you said, personalities, and it's going to be interesting. And John Gruden
1: amongst them too.
0: Yeah, he's like the main one.
1: Yeah, he's like the, you know, he's head of the circus pretty much.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you know, this whole Antonio Brown situation and how it, it it's, it looks like it's really getting a hand. like, I think the Raiders had it under control for a while when it, you know, with the whole foot thing and then somehow, some way, this whole helmet thing story came out there that Mike Silver discovered and, you know if you don't know it's mike silver um the raiders are not a huge fan of him uh i think if i'm not i'm not mistaken he he might have worked for the raiders at some point and al davis fired him and banned him from Um, being at raider games that's
1: unfortunate once a raider always a raider
0: so when you fired him and banned him from life like just recently mark davis you know I was like, hey, it's cool. You come back, and you know, sorry, and all that stuff. But he's not a fan favorite there. So anything that comes out from him, I'm kind of iffy. I'm like, is how legit is this, or is he just, you know, trying to make the readers look bad?
1: I mean, he's also got no reason to like go out of his way to explain this whole story. You know, um, obviously, like you said, they they didn't have an, a good ending like their working relationship. But I don't know. It's just that type of thing where we know how Antonio Brown is. Uh, I mean, the dude arrived in hot air balloon to practice, you know, he's like he's very eccentric, very out there. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it ends. But honestly, like at this point, it's it's I I just don't think I don't think he'll last in Oakland. I don't think he's going to complete that contract. Um, I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't think he will either. It's just depends on how the season goes and how much. How much? How much? How patient the readers could be with him, you know? Derek Carr, and Derek Carr's the nicest guy ever. So yeah, it it's almost much... it's almost
1: it it almost hurt to see Derek Carr because um I'm gonna bring up Abrams again. I don't know if you saw the scene where they're out to dinner. Oh, and man, that's A- so dude, Abrams. So guys, let me set up the scene. So you know the I think Derek Carr took the rookies out for dinner. Was it the defense? Yeah. He took the rookies. No, he
0: took he took all the rookies
1: out. He took all the rookies out for dinner. You know, and uh, obviously Derek Carr, we all know, got that big contract. And Abrams is like, oh yeah, he's like, uh he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna order everything off the menu. Uh, I'm gonna order everything off the menu. You know, yeah, you know, you got the I know you're rich. He's like, you're rich too now. He's like, yeah, but we don't got 120 mil. And, you know, he's just, he just made it really awkward. And I think, you know, it's like the social cues. Like, you don't know when to shut up. You know, like, <laughs> dude, no one's laughing. No one's in on this. And then you can see kind of Derek Carr, like, you know, th- you know he's he's a little bit m- more mature now. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, you know, he kind of like just blows it, it just, off.
0: Yeah, he just yeah it blows it off. He doesn't put much attention to it. But it was just you know, so just
1: awkward. Of- and then it just made me feel so bad because, you know, I haven't heard much of Derek Carr. Obviously, I'm not a Raiders fan. So mm-hmm. I just, you know... I've I've seen him play, but like as a player and then, you know, just watching that first episode, he seems like a really nice guy. And it almost makes me feel bad that the fact that I just I, I just know that if things don't go well in Oakland this year or even next year, like he's probably not going to be the guy there. Um, But, you know, it's the, it's the type of guy I want to root for. But obviously, I don't want to root for him on the Raiders.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And yeah, man, he's a he's a really lovable guy. And I don't know if you heard this. Uh, he bought a home. Right next door to John Gruden. And yeah, Andy, that's so. that just
1: seems really, really weird. I, I don't yeah, know.
0: That's, that's, a, that's a weird thing. My first, my first uh, reaction was, ooh is that a good idea?" Yeah, you want, like.
1: I mean, it's just. I mean, I can already just because. I mean, bad games happen even to the best of teams, you know. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm just saying that just because this doesn't be. I it's not me shitting on the Raiders, even though I do it constantly. But, uh, just you know, they're gonna have a bad game. There's gonna be a night mm-hmm. where. Derek Carr is going to, you know, below 50% completion percentage. He's going to throw two picks. You know, something something's going to go bad. The offense isn't going to click. And it's going to be like, oh, is the John Gruden and Derek Carr, uh, you know, experiment working? And then it's going to be so awkward, you know, like both of them going home. And it's like, you know, like, and then you get up the next <laughs> yeah. morning to go get the mail. And, you know, John's over there I'm making right his Chucky it. face. And then, you know. There it's like, What's up coach? you know, like not now or you know, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be yeah. so or I can just imagine, like just looking further into the future, just let me enjoy this. Where uh, you know, Derek Carr's been traded and the Penske <laughs> moving truck shows up and you know, he has to pack everything in and then John's just watching him from his uh living room. I don't know, it's just very weird to move next to your car.
0: John's helping a move. He's like, Oh, let me <laughs> help you <him move."> like <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I thought it was just an awkward choosing. I know we went off the Antonio Brown, but I mean, it's just discussing a little bit of Hard Knocks because, um, you know, it is football related and uh, pretty much the whole Antonio Brown thing pretty much made Hard Knocks must watch from here on out.
0: Yeah, this second episode is going to be really good to watch. The whole Antonio Brown thing and then the Rams and Raiders during practice. That's going to be interesting. Oh
1: yeah, I heard there was a little scuffle there, so I'm pretty sure like hbo is like just taking money to the bank right now you're like we got oh, yeah. antonio brown oh, yeah. stuff going down and we had a fight go down so yeah, uh, we'll indeed. see what happens all right so um i think we should move on you ready to move on to our main segment of the show very first segment
0: yeah so our very first segment is five games that we are both looking forward to watch in week one uh, you want to go first
1: yeah i just want to say it's not both of us choosing these games we each made our own list
0: yeah, um,
1: I'll start with my honorable mention, and uh, I want to say also that my list is pretty uh, AFC heavy, but um, I don't know why that is. I just think the AFC is so interesting. But uh, okay, so my first game that's an honorable mention is Colts at Chiefs in Week Five. So it's going to be a you know rematch of last of last year's playoff game. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, Wait,
0: hold on. You said you said Colts and Chiefs.
1: Yeah, Colts at Chiefs. Is that in your top five?
0: No, uh, (laughs) no, that's right, go ahead. No, uh, yeah,
1: because Colts and Chiefs week five. This isn't my top five yet. It's my honorable mention. I just thought it was a really interesting matchup. It's going to be a a rematch of last year. If you remember the game, I don't think the weather conditions were too great. And the Chiefs ended up winning 31-13. It's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs look, how Patrick Mahomes look, because I am expecting him to come down to earth a little bit. I'm really, I'm going to be super impressed if he manages to do anything close to what he did last year. Uh, just because, you know, the league's going to know them a little bit better. You know, they're going to be adjusting. They're going to have more film to study. Uh, but I thought the Colts and the Chiefs was a really, really good game, and it's possibly also a preview of the AFC Championship.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Um, yeah, I think you hit it right in the nail with the Colts and Chiefs. Uh, I totally go? missed what? the, the segment here. So you go ahead and do your top five games that you're looking forward to the most, and I'm doing... The five games I'm looking forward to for week one.
1: Oh, you're doing week one. Damn, five games in week one. Okay, you know what? Um, I think you go ahead and go first with your number five. So, you know, people, you get like, you know, uh, you get your money's worth here because you're going to have two different segments. So you're going to have a loaded week one and then other games to take note of. So I'll let you go first.
0: All right. So my number five uh, game that I selected for week one is (laughs) Lions against the Cardinals. I know it's an odd choice. It's interesting, I know. But for week one, and the assignment that I did was, uh, the Lions are not an interesting team to watch. There's, you know, Matthew Stafford is there. He's is a good quarterback. But other than that, um, I can't think of many weapons the Lions have. I mean, they haven't.
1: Have they not beefed up their defense though? I know they signed. Uh, they took who away from the the Patriots the defensive end. Oh,
0: that's right. Uh, oh, what's his name? Trey Flowers? Yeah, they so took that's... Trey
1: Flowers. I know they also signed uh, someone else. They signed the DT that somebody had let go. And then um, they also drafted TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, who I heard has been doing really good. And obviously Matt Patricia's in the second year. I, I think the lines are actually going to be, you know, that's going to be an interesting division. I think the lines aren't going to be as boring as they've been, but, uh, and, you, you said-
0: know, so? I mean, for me, the Lions, like I said, the Lions just they never really caught my attention. The only reason why I even picked this game, though, was because of Kyle Murray. You know, it's week one, his first game, his first career game. And just to see how he does in that, you know, in that game against the Lions. Uh, like you said, the Lions, they do have a, a decent defense. And uh, it will be interesting. But my thing was just to watch Kyle, Kyle Murray out there. Yeah, Kyler that's Murray risky. pretty
1: much looks like a cheat code at this point, man. Like he's just gonna it's gonna be like Russell Wilson, except he's smaller. It he might be I think he's faster. Um, you know obviously he's a rookie, he's electric. They're gonna be throwing the ball around a lot, um, for sure. Like you know if there's any like downtime, I would definitely check out a Cardinals game. Um, but yeah, as far as the Lions, I don't think they're gonna be a slouch this year because they have Trey Flowers, they also signed someone else we forgot about. Uh, was Mike Daniels, uh, who was let go from the Packers.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he uh, went to he went.
1: Tackle. Yeah, he went to a, a division rival. Uh, so you know that should be interesting. Yeah, so I don't I don't think they're gonna be uh a very um, big pushover. Yeah, they also got Kenny Galladay. You know he's a pretty good receiver, and then well you said Matthew Stafford's been solid. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty good number five game. I I think I already know what number one's gonna be, but I'll let you go. What's your number four game to look forward to in Week One?
0: My number four game is. The Bills against the Jets. Whoa, Bills and Jets. Okay, let me you're gonna have yeah. to explain the Bills side for me because
1: I'm not on the Bills bandwagon, but I can understand the Jets, but go
0: ahead. Yeah, for me it's uh the first the first thing that popped on my mind with this game is just Sam Donald against uh Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen. You know, even though they're in the same division and they played twice a year, you know, this is they're both coming into their second season. Uh both teams have made uh notable additions to their squads. I think the Jets obviously with uh Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell on yep. uh, that offense is gonna make things much, much more easier for uh for Sam Darnold. But with Josh Allen on the Bills, it's uh, you know, he still has a backfield uh, the Sean McCoy. Uh and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting game to see who comes out hotter. Uh, you know, for me, it's a can the Bills get off to a hot start? I know last year at the end of the season, 6-10, and 10, you know, and a lot of those games that they lost, it was, it was a lot of Josh Allen was out for a couple of them. So when he came back, you know, they averaged like 22 points a game with him. So it's going to be interesting to see how these two guys start off the first week. You know, into their second season. Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to have to take the Jets on that one because I, I do think Sam Darnold's going to make a, a big jump. And then, I mean, like you said, the Jets added Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley. Uh, I believe they added your boy uh, Osemele. Um, I don't know if it's his first year there. Uh, uh, so that's right, they traded for him this offseason. Yeah, yeah, so he's going to be there, so it's going to be much improved. And also the defense, you know, they have Jamal Adams, who's appearing to be like a top-five safety in the league. So yeah. I think I'd probably take the Jets in that one. Sorry. so moving on, your number three game. I'm actually writing these down that way I can keep an eye out for them, so.
0: Uh, My number three game is uh, Colts and Chargers.
1: Oh, that's number three? I thought that was going to be number one, man. That's like AFC Championship material. Okay, I guess there's two more games better than that. Uh, Let's see. What you got? Well,
0: I mean, I guess the number one might be a little bit biased, but, you know, I had to put that one on the board. But, yeah, my number three is Colts. Jesus Christ. I mean, my intentionally I put this with no specific order but as I was looking at it it made sense in the order that it ended up being to you yeah but you know but yeah the to, to two and three could go equally okay but yeah Colts and Chargers just cause it's you know two playoff teams you know Andrew Luck is he gonna be I mean he hasn't practiced and they're you know keeping him on the sideline just to heal up cause of his calf injury and they say it's not it's not they're saying it's not uh, anything major I mean, you still got to wonder you know they tend to say that a lot with quarterbacks and their injuries so will angela show up and play week one we don't know uh can a, you know another thing for me is you know the colts they did great last year they've made a couple of addition additions this year and can they carry that success that they had last year on both sides of the ball you know the offense was great because of course of angela and the defense with the that notable uh Darius Leonard they had, yeah, he was rookie, of, was defensive rookie of the year. I think
1: they also drafted Rockison, the cornerback. So uh, you know, so they've just yeah, that yeah they're, good at, they're good at they're good they're good at drafting. They still have T. Y. Hilton. Um, so yeah, I can I can I, I'm confident in the Colts. I just don't know if they'll repeat the same success as last year, as you said. But I think it just it all depends on Andrew Luck's health, how to, how it always has. And then yeah. um, looking at the other side, of the Chargers, the Chargers have been. I mean it it's it's it happens every once in a while where the Chargers look like the best team in the league. Not not in, in play, but on paper, you know, they're always super stacked. And I remember yeah. when they had a Daniel Tomlinson, I think they had a, what, like an absurd number of pro bowlers. I think it was like eleven or thirteen, but
0: Well, that's when it went fourteen and two, no. Yeah, yeah, they were fourteen and two.
1: And I remember if you played Madden that year, like um, the way Madden was set up, it had a little icon over star players with their power ups and like <laughs> the whole Chargers offense. Was yeah, like I think their
0: all-line was pretty beast, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's how they are this year. Like, they're really stacked. Like, they're a really good team, but it's like they're never able to get over that hump, and I think that week one's going to be a really good look to see how they manage, you know, against the Colts, who, you know, did really well last year and um, are looking to repeat this year.
0: Yeah, and you also got to think of uh, Melvin Gordon.
1: Oh, yeah, the whole Melvin you Gordon know? situation is another talking point, which at this point, I think they might just trade him. Like, you yeah, know, I think. Right? They
0: seem confident enough. Like they're not gonna budge in with him. Like they, it's not like the Cowboys with Zeke that gets still up in the air. With Marvin Gordon, it seems like they're gonna shut it down. And it's like if he's not gonna show up, yeah, we're moving on without treating. you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah.
1: you don't want that type of distraction, especially when you know you have a team that's pretty deep, and you might be yeah. able to get decent production out of you know whoever your backup running
0: backs are. And it's like I think Phillip Rivers low-key threw shade at him. Was like, oh well, you know we have a great backfield, anyways
1: yeah and it's like you know i mean philip rivers you know I, I used to hate him early on in his career but now it's like you just want to see him win a little bit i know it pains yeah. me to say it as a broncos fan i'm sure it's the same for you but you know at some point like you and me we just come to realization that our team might not win it this year you know so it's like <laughs> yeah. know, all right go ahead go ahead but um yeah, well, yeah that's that you a, take it yeah that's a really good matchup actually because i mean that's that could essentially be an afc championship preview in week one
0: yeah um, that's what i was going to say that's that's what i was about to bring that up i had to write down as uh a potential playoff preview already in week one. You know how it never works out that way. but
1: Yeah, especially in week never, one. That's the only thing that sucks. It's like week one, you know, everyone's still, you know, yeah, got, got kinda, jitters. Everyone's still playing on adrenaline. But, uh, you know, yeah. so we'll see. All right, so we're moving on to your number
0: two. Let's see what you got. My number two is the Falcons against the Vikings.
1: Oh, okay. You know, you know what? Damn, that's actually a really good game too. I, I yeah.
0: And for me, this one's just because, you know, Vikings will finally have... I mean not that they'll finally have, but they will have Kirk Cousins as a start of this for the second straight year. You got a new offensive so, coordinator. Yeah, new yeah, new offensive coordinator with your boy uh, Gary Kubiak. God bless. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see if you know Kirk Cousins with now his second year there, more time with the players. He
1: looked good. He looked good today in the preseason game.
0: So he's gonna be like, yeah, so you know, will he be more comfortable? Kind of this year'd be like a bounce back year for him, even though last year he he did below Average from what he's usually expect. What I think expected from him. I
1: think statistically he had his best season. Don't quote me on that, but I think statistically he had his best season. But like numbers wise, but obviously yeah. you know it didn't work out. um The Vikings are still super stacked though, so that that's gonna be like I said, that's gonna be a super interesting division. I think I'm trying to think of another division that's that stacked. I know the AFC West is like super top heavy with the Chiefs and the Chargers, but I mean, like I said, I don't think Detroit's gonna be an easy out for anybody the Vikings are stacked and like you said um, Kirk Cousins is more you know established he's more comfortable there hopefully this year he's still got two res- great receivers you know great running back that's got to stay healthy um, yeah. and then Aaron Rodgers who's probably going to be on a revenge tour after last year and the Bears who you know were a really good team last year so that's going to be an interesting division but uh, and then on the other side you were saying it's going to be they're going to be playing the Falcons who's going to be an interesting yeah. team to watch
0: so for them I think this you know just the same it's going to be a Bounce back year for the Falcons because last year, as we you know, they were, they were, uh, they got hit with the injury bug really early in the season. They lost uh, Devontae Freeman. They lost both their safeties, Neo and Allen. And the, they lost uh, the middle Deirdre linebacker. Jones. Right? Yeah, they lost everyone. Yeah. yeah, everyone's
1: always like everything. Everybody. So went I
0: mean, help. as much as a as a you know a, as a player, coach, or you know as a fan, you don't want to put blame. Well, I mean, as a fan, you'll put blame on the injuries you know, but as a player coach, you know, say, you know, next man up. But for, this, for the Falcons last year, it's just, they didn't work. That didn't work at all. And then, so that really hurt them. And another interesting thing is that they brought back their old uh, offensive coordinator, Dirk uh, Coder, I believe. Oh, their, yeah,
1: yeah. He was the the Tampa Bay coach, right? He was the Buccaneers yeah. coach. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so he was their OC before he took the Tampa Bay job. And the I think the two... Three years he was there, maybe longer, with the Falcons as an offensive coordinator. Uh, Twice, they were the offense ranked top 10. I think it was 2012 and 2014. So bringing him back might be an interesting thing with uh, a good thing for Matt Ryan, since he's familiar with him, you know, and Julio Jones. and that I mean, that's trio. a stacked team,
1: you know, because you're yeah. going to, I mean, Julio Jones is still Julio Jones until proven otherwise. They have Calvin Calvary. Ridley. Yeah, it was coming back in the second year. Yeah. Yeah, it's so new. You know, I mean, that's super solid receiving core. And like you said, running back Devontae Freeman, who, you know, he's been a workhorse in the past. I do believe they lost Tevin Coleman, though, but I mean.
0: Yeah. I think he, the, the the 49ers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, was it? The, the running back that's going to fill in for Coleman was he played all year last year to fill in for Freeman. Oh, okay. Edo oh, so. Smith,
1: right? It's Edo Smith. Yeah. Edo Smith. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy team. Thanks for nothing, Ito. But, you uh... know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah so that's a, gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's actually a really good matchup. Um, what's awesome about that matchup, too, is another potential NFC playoff matchup.
0: Yeah. If things work out perfectly, perfectly fine for the Falcons and Vikings. Yeah. I mean, turn up...
1: I mean, let's let's be honest. If Falcons go in, they're probably going to go in as a wild card because I just don't see them beating the Saints. And the Saints. Uh, and I don't see the Saints having a worse record than the Falcons.
0: Oh, yeah. With the in Well, oh, that's a different topic.
1: All right, give us number one, you Homer.
0: <laughs> the number one game. No you know, one's it's... gonna watch this,
1: anyways. But <laughs> everyone's like, "All right, what well, game not to watch?" All the right, game
0: we'll, not we'll, to watch. Look we'll, so the the second game from the Monday night doubleheader, ugh. and it's the Oakland Raiders against Denver Broncos. Obviously, completely biased. I, uh, you know, I've, I'll be honest with that but it's the Raiders and Broncos. Yeah. It's, um, and you, I'm, I'm it's so used to
1: really great. Yeah. I'm so used to seeing that game like as the second end of the double header, but is it in Oakland or isn't it in Denver?
0: It's even in Oakland. That's why it's the second double header. Oh, okay. You Cause, cause these specific time. So I
1: just hate playing in Oakland so much. I don't know, uh, but I, I get, I know what you're saying. And well, obviously you're excited to watch your team, but I'm sure we're like the only ones, you know, nobody, yeah. nobody else is going to want to watch Joe Flacco, you know, and, Derek car. I mean, if I'm t- I mean, obviously, I'm gonna watch it, but you know, I, I really don't think that's number one. But I know why you did it because personally, you're the most excited uh, to watch it. But uh. yeah,
0: but I mean, my reasons they're you know, they're fairly well for me. Uh, one of my reasons that you New know, York Raiders on both sides of the ball, you know, the re- they stacked up on receivers completely, you know, changed it all up with uh, Tyrell Williams, Antonio Brown. And they have Hunter Renfro, who is looking great in training camp. Right,
1: it's probably going to be like that third-down uh, blanket for Carr.
0: Yeah, you know. And on defense, well, they have they added a Vontae bur Perfect. Ber- Ber- Perfect. Berfic- 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 My bad.
1: Yeah, he's going to be good for forty-five free yards on penalties. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, the secondary is looking look really great. Also, Abraham, also penalty Carl prone. Yeah, well, it's oh, gonna they're going to they're going to put I'm Abrams excited. in there. You know. You know the the
1: only player that I like on the Raiders is probably Garyon Conley. Yeah, you
0: know, and he's he's a really quiet because he's really quiet. Guy, yeah, so.
1: and then they also got uh, Cleveland Farrell, who's going to be interesting because they drafted him super early when everybody expected him to you know dip into the middle later round. Um, yeah. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I mean, the Raiders drafted a lot of good players. As I hate to say that because you know they took Josh Jacobs, Abrams, even though he's been kind of weird. He's you know I heard he's been having really good practices uh so and then you know obviously uh tyrell williams antonio brown if he shows up i mean that's a scary offense you know potentially yeah. scary offense and then we'll in Denver a lot of turnover brand new coach another new quarterback um, you know emmanuel sanders Cortland son philip Lindsay of course and then you always have von miller and bradley chubb on the other side you know that's that's gonna be a great matchup i don't know who you guys have at the corners on the line uh so, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I can see why you're excited for the game. But, I mean, you can you might as well mark it down as 0-1, you know, is all I'm going to throw for out years. there for, for you guys. And then, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Let, let me let me do the the correct way we were going to do this segment. Um, so, this is the five games I'm most looking forward to this season. All right. So, number five, you let me know your thoughts. Number five, I was, of course, said my honorable mention was Week 5 Colts at Chiefs. I gave my reasoning earlier for that. So, my number five game is going to sound so weird because just a couple years ago or even last year early on is not something that anybody would have picked and it's the Browns at the Patriots in week eight.
0: The so, Browns, and the Patriots?
1: Yes, yes, I know the Browns but I mean the Browns at this point, you know, I think they're super, are they Super Bowl favorites? I believe they're one of the top five odds on favorites by Vegas to win. Uh, uh, You know, the Browns, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield, they're super stacked. Odell Beckham's there. Um, you know, they, they drafted a bunch of potentially great players. They still have Miles Garrett. Uh, they uh, Who else did they take on? They took on the running back from KC Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, I know they traded Duke Johnson, but, I mean, that's a super good team. And if you saw any of the preseason highlights, I mean, Baker still looks good. Um, I think he's the perfect fit for the Browns. And then, obviously, in the Patriots, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, it's the Patriots. I don't really have to say much else. You know, um, probably the Super Bowl favorites, despite what odds say. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, it's interesting to see if the Browns are really going to be able to contend. And it's in week eight. So at that point, we should kind of have an idea of who's for real and uh, who's not.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's That's going to be a great game, great game to watch, like you were saying. Uh, and it's in week eight, which is the middle of the season. So by that point, we should have a, a good point, a good clear. That's what I clear, just said. Clear.
1: That's what I just said. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Just...
1: <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding with you. All right. And like I said, like all the games on here are possible playoff matchups. So that's just another one. Um, moving on to number four, uh, Colts at Saints. Now, this one's fun. This is week 15. So it's right at the very end. We don't know how seating's going to be. We don't know who's going to, you know, who's going to looking for that first round buy. And not only that, but it's also a potential Super Bowl matchup. So, you know, you have Andrew Luck and the Colts. Like I said, we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see if the Colts are the same team they were last year or if they're better, if they're worse. And then the Saints, who to me are my personal, you know, favorites to go all the way to the Super Bowl in the NFC finally getting over that hump. Uh, I just think that's going to be a really great matchup too.
0: Yeah, it's week 15 right there. There's a lot of playoff uh, implications in that game. And uh, it'd be great to see how how both teams are at that point. You know, Saints with... Uh, a new offense, well, gonna be not much of a new offense, but they're going to have Jared Cook now, so that's going to be interesting. And it's just a matter of time to see like if, if both teams could stay healthy for the whole season.
1: Yeah, because I think they're running out of time with Drew Brees because, you know, Drew's getting up there in age and, you know, his arm strength is starting to, you know, go go a little bit. But I mean, they still have Alvin Kamara. They lost Mark Ingram, but they still have Michael Thomas. I mean, it's still a really, really talented team.
0: Yeah. And they're both, you know, they should come to no surprise. But Saints and Colts are both uh, favorites for Super Bowl uh, fourth and fifth. The, yeah, so I mean, the first, I
1: mean, that could literally be the. I mean, they've played in the Super Bowl before, uh, Drew Brees versus Peyton Manning. So uh, I would be not, I would not be surprised to see the Colts and the Saints in the Super Bowl. Uh, number three on my list of games I'm most looking forward to this season, it takes place in week 11. It's another Super Bowl rematch for Super Bowl 52, Patriots at Eagles. Um, what I'm looking forward to most is, like I said, I'm not going to do too much talking about the Patriots because they are the Patriots. Uh, But uh, potentially the Eagles could finally have a healthy Carson Wentz, who if you look back was playing at an MVP level that season before Nick Foles took over and carried him to the promised land. But I mean, the Eagles are still like a super stacked team, uh, really well coached. It's going to be interesting to see how their division plays out. But Patriots and Eagles, I think is another fun game to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Patriots offense is going now with uh, without Gronk. Oh, that's
1: true. That's very true, yeah. I mean, Gronk was a so big, it's... big thing. He, he got a lot of attention against defenses. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Like, I mean, just this past season, like some of those catches he made for the Patriots was... Yeah, he, he sealed the Super
1: Bowl, way. if I remember correctly. He had that that, yeah, that, that, that pass where he stretched out and it fell into his hands. Um, But, yeah that's, yeah, that's actually a good point. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially if Wentz is healthy. That should be a good game. Like I said, Super Bowl Fifty Two rematch and another potential Super Bowl matchup for the season. Um, Number two uh, NFC game. This one takes place in week two, so it's going to be right away. Um, It's actually a rematch of the NFC Championship. It's the Saints at the Rams. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting. The Saints are finally going to be able to challenge the pass interference this time around. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's I think it's a fun game for different reasons. Obviously, we're going to see how Drew Brees looks. You know, if he's still Drew Brees. Um, they still got Alvin Kamara, super stacked offense. And the Rams, I mean, Jared Goff, you know, received a lot of criticism for his Super Bowl performance that he was a system QB. He wasn't that great, uh, you know, and then also Todd Gurley. There was a lot of talk, Todd Gurley not being Todd, you know, the Todd that we've become so used to. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Sean McVay, you know, he's got more experience. I think the Rams are actually going to be a better team, even though some of their players are older, the Akib Talibs. Todd Gurley's got another year of wear and tear on those knees on him now, and um, I, I still think the Rams are going to be a good team. So that's going to be an interesting matchup: uh, Saints at Rams, Week Two.
0: Yeah, um, you pretty much covered it all. That's going to be a, it's going to be a great game to watch. It's just you know, as a fan, this is what we what we love talking about: It's watching these games. And is it going to be another high scoring game like it was back in back in last season or? Well, those defenses shut it down. You know, this time I think the Rams added Eric Weddle in the safe back there in the safety, so that would make a huge difference on how you know Drew Brees and throws that ball around. But it's gonna be a great matchup to watch. I'm excited. Make- that's that's a good that's a good pick right there.
1: Yeah, and then also uh, another point I was gonna make with the Saints and Rams, like I said, it's early on, so I feel like I don't know why, but a lot of the teams, you know, like the heavy favorites, it feels like early on one's always like better than the other. You know. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams just takes it to the other and wins, like, 37 to, like, 14. You know? Like, I wouldn't be like surprised. complete that... blowout. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. You just never know what these teams are. Yeah. So, or, like, how the Saints. Yeah. I know the Saints have had slow starts before, and then all of a sudden they turn it on. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know. So, yeah, that's my number two game. And my number one, any guesses? It is an AFC matchup. All AFC matchup.
0: Guesses for your number one? It's probably not. It's got... I would I wouldn't know I wouldn't think it's a Broncos game that's for sure. Whoa you're not whoa about whoa, the whoa
1: No no hey that's that's a different topic. I am excited for the Broncos in my own way you know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways number one so rematch of the AFC Championship game Chiefs at Patriots so you get Tom Brady versus reigning MVP Mahomes and of course it's Week fourteen so they're gonna be big time possibly big time playoff implications and I mean it can't get better than that Chiefs and Patriots you know the the two heavy hitters from the AFC last season um that's the game i'm looking forward to the most
0: yeah. hopefully by that time uh, the chiefs are fighting the broncos for second place in a division while the raiders are running away with the first place that would be great no one uh, no one's
1: ever going to take us serious after you picked <laughs> after you picked the raiders and broncos as your number one game for the first week and then now hey, you're saying man. the raiders are going to be first in the division
0: this shows. hey what did we say this podcast was about it's about fans for the fans it's about football for the raider fans yeah i'm just saying for all my raider fans out there listening i got you but uh no yeah on a serious note that is a great matchup uh you know that's like that's a cool thing that the nfl knows how to set up these games perfectly well Cause as the season goes on towards the end of the season, they'll add up those, those really good games where it's like, well, if you don't see these matchups in the playoffs, at least you get to see it during the late season. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like these it's heavy, h-
1: these heavy hitter matchups. It was the same thing last season. We got some great games. I think we got, I'm pretty sure we got Rams and Vikings. We got Chiefs and Rams. We also got we got Chiefs and Patriots last year. I think a bit earlier on in the season. And then, um, of course we got to see a lot of those matchups also in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's going to be awesome to see, especially this late into the season where, you know, someone's fighting for a first round bye, or for all we know, the Chargers are, you know, closing in on the chiefs or vice versa. Um, yeah. you know, the, you know, some miracle, the Josh Rosen and the dolphins are about to win the division, uh, you know, <laughs> just something crazy like that. But, um, yeah, that was my number one game.
0: Yeah. That's, that's going to be great it's be a great time. And, uh, that that pretty much wraps it up for that for your for your segment right there. But yeah, it's, it's gonna be an interesting season, you know. This barely first week of uh, preseason, you know, it's kicking off now. So there's still a lot of things to develop from here to then. You know, injuries is something that teams won't can't. Uh, Don't you put that put evil from. on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited for the season. And, uh, you know you guys heard our our favorite games and let's see how it goes
1: yeah um and then um just to anybody listening like i said this is our first pod if it was a bit rough we do apologize um you know technically we're getting there we're trying to upgrade our equipment slowly little by little um as far as our banter hopefully it gets better too it's not always going to be this rough uh (laughs) we'll try to get on the same page for segments uh you know (laughs) i'm pretty sure i have tweets to back it up that i'll post at some point or text, I'm sorry, text that uh, convey that information. Uh, but yeah, Luis, anything else you want to add for the people at home who listened in?
0: Uh, no, I just want to thank everybody, to all of our two, three listeners, uh, for giving us <laughs> a shot and uh, Hi, mom. spending your time with us. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: My mom would have turned this shit off a long time
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> the minute she heard our voices, she was like, oh, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I've had enough. Uh,
1: no, but um yeah, and then just to add on to that, guys, um I right, said, so we're barely starting, so I think we're going to upload this to Podbean, who is our podcast host. Um, eventually, we're going to try to get this put on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, CastBox, all that good stuff wherever you guys are listening to podcasts. Um, for now, we do have an Instagram, which we have not posted to yet, but hopefully we'll post updates on there. Let me get that name real quick. Uh, it's going to be at Sideline Huddle Pod. That is our Instagram, at Sideline Huddle Pod. Uh, eventually, maybe we'll get a Facebook and a Twitter up. For y'all, but um we appreciate y'all for listening to this first episode. Luis, anything you want to say to the people before we go? Uh
0: I love you guys. (laughs) Just thank you. I love you guys. All right.
1: (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks for listening in. Uh we'll talk to you soon. We're looking for
0: sponsors too.
1: No, no, we're not. Well, no, yeah, we are. All right. (laughs) Peace.
0: Later's.